Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book One, Into the Void. What's, what's happening? <laughs> I just imagined the, a girl with fighting. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the audience in advance for this episode because we have some spicy little chickens in this chat, don't we? Pork chickens. Mm. <laughs> we have been talking about Mulan for about 42 minutes instead of recording this episode. So. Oh my God. Yeah, 42 minutes. No kidding. If, you're, if your void master seems irritated and your players seem silly, that is why. I can't believe. <laughs> Get the only girl loves him is his mother. <laughs> We're going to get copyrighted. You You're going to have to bleep that out in editing. <laughs> Disney what is the so What is the limit on that? Isn't it like you can do like 30 seconds of whatever you want? Yeah, yeah. I think so. But sure. I don't think it's like... I, th- I think I don't think you can do 30 seconds and then wait a minute and do another 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, I think I got a good 12 seconds in. So we, I we think for it to matter, you also have to be making money. Yeah. yeah. We have Which to do 18 more are. seconds. Do you think if we get a cease and desist from Disney, we can use that to our benefit? I think if we post oh, yeah. it on will they, Instagram. Will they we'll promote us on their, on, their, on their website? No. Yeah, we're crafty. We can spin that. Yeah. yeah. All press is good press. Um, speaking of good press... Who's playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name's Bianca Phipps. Uh, <laughs> I use they, she. <laughs> so sorry, What's I'm going to start over. <laughs> um, hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. I use they, she pronouns, and I'll be playing Hart, who uses they, them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Rain Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening, and I use they, them pronouns. All right, you spicy chickens. Let's think about what happened to us last time. Oh, hey, it's me, Shale. I'm on my way to my favorite rock shop to pick up some groceries for the voyage. How about I tell you what happened last time on The Pod Has Been Cast on my way? After those fireworks at Festus's job shop, Hart wanted to swing by the Zodiac Church for a little guidance. The message they got instead was a little more unsettling but it seems like Hart is on the right track to understanding this power inside them. Then we caught the evening news, a special broadcast from one Elijah Harper, who seems to have taken a special interest in rain. We all went back to the Star Corsair and caught up with the captain. Looks like we're bound for the Fae system. Oh yeah, Brush and I are joining up. Guess Xandar and I are going to get a chance to know each other a little better. Lucky him. Oh, and Rain got a weird voicemail from someone called K-Trax. Something about a Hack Olympics. Oh, looks like they're calling my number. Hey, can I get a pound and a half of sliced geodes and about a gallon tub of pebble slaw? Thanks. Okay, so there you are. So you are all inside the Corsair. You see uh, Castle One sort of fading in the background as you are, I guess, looking at the rearview mirror of this spaceship that doesn't exist. Um, And you are headed towards the Zodiac Hub. Um, You're going to use that hub to propel yourself through space and time closer to the phase system, to your destination. Um, you all are going to have some kind of free time on this ship. It's going to take a couple of weeks to complete this journey. Halfway through, you're probably going to make the jump over to the next system. What are you doing in this time? I, I have something that I want to do. Okay. So in the last episode in Castle One, I think Rain was really affected by everything that was happening in that church. Mm. Um, there's something... So not a lot of people know this about Rain, even though she's kind of a little shit and and is into like this uh, 
crime-ridden hacking. She's also very smart. She has an understanding of, you know, space, time, the universe, the cosmos. And something that's always bothered her in her life, and part of the reason why she has issues with the church, is this idea that um, whether this was the universe was created by design or it was all just one happy accident. And, mm. and so this is always something that's given her like a little bit of an existential crisis. So she's kind of like having a hard time swallowing that pill. And I think the only, she's sitting there, she's looking out of the window of this, this void craft. And, uh, she's just kind of like fiddling with some of the capsules in her hand. And she's thinking about just how vast the universe is. And the only person on this ship who could possibly understand the sort of curse of knowledge in in that sense Mm. is Hestia. And what once was a very contentious relationship of of (laughs) jealousy and anger and fury, um, there's like a moment of uh, sympathy from Rain. And so Rain gets up and she goes over to Hestia's room with the... Did we give her the shirt yet? The <laughs> you, you did give her the shirt. It did and not did go not. over well. No, it she did not go over well. Oh, yeah, and then we were like, get wrecked. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I want to go over to her cabin, and I want to mm. just kind of knock on the door. Uh, she certainly doesn't respond. You can hear that like, somebody is definitely in there working, um, but uh, the, the door is unlocked if you want to just sort of let yourself in. I say, I say out loud, knock, knock, uh, <laughs> coming in. No. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, are you busy or can I, can I take some of your time? Yeah, the door sort of swooshes open. Uh, you see, Hestia, like every time you come in here, this room looks like a little bit more dismantled and a little bit more like reassembled into some sort of like laboratory. Um, there's definitely like full panels that have been stripped off the wall. Pieces of the ship are like plugged into like different things. And um, now she kind of sits behind this like giant computer apparatus. Uh, looks like she's working on something. Uh, she uh, sort of like peeks out from behind uh, her screen. Well, I've already been interrupted, so you may as well continue. Whew, yeah, great. And I like sit down in one of the chairs and I like spin around in it a little bit and just kind of like <laughs> fiddling with her tech a little bit. Just like, oh, this is Do not this is touch cool. that. Okay, I'll just uh, admire it from afar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what are you working on? Just kind of <laughs> trying to make conversation. I don't see how that's any of your business. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, um, I have a question for you. Um... So you've you've been awoken, uh, and you're with us now. I know a lot about what you've done in the past, but where are you going from here? I mean, what's the plan? What, what, what are you? Are you just gonna come with us wherever we go? Um, she sort of like uh, shuts down all of her screens and like kind of looks like she gives you her full attention. Go ahead and roll for persuasion. Seven. Cool. Okay. <laughs> she sort of glares at you. Are you looking to get rid of me, Rain? No, it's just... Okay, look. I just want to... I can't believe I'm fucking saying this. I just... I'm like fiddling with my thumbs and like looking at the ground and I'm like, I just want to apologize for coming in hot when we met. I... Uh, have a lot of issues with people messing with my technology, but this is not a uh, 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 this is not me condemning you or anything like that. I'm just saying that's why I got mad. But I'm sorry that I was so aggressive when we met. Noted. I really want to know. You you've had a lot of responsibility in your life, and I'm not going to say I agree with all of it. But why? Like, what drives you? What what drives me? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm i traveling with my friends, right? You met Xandar and Hart, and the both of them really have something that they're fighting for, you know? Hart is trying to reclaim her memory. Xandar has spent so much time in the military, and I find, I find that, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm tagging along, and you're someone that, again, I don't necessarily agree with all the time, but... 
you're someone that I, I I hate that I'm fucking saying this, but I think you and I are alike in a lot of ways. I disagree. The oh. things I've done, the choices I've made were for the good of all humanity. I didn't need a reason to do what I did other than the survival of existence as we know it. I cannot give you a purpose, Rain. I mean, with that, you will hear an alarm go off on the ship. This siren starts going on like, do, 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 really loud. It doesn't sound the same as the uh, siren that went off when uh, the ship was under attack. Um, it sounds like uh, something else. Um, you're going to see Orion sort of blip into this room and uh, look to Hestia. Sorry to bother you, ma'am, but it seems like we have a problem with the antimatter chamber. Um, Hestia looks at Orion and looks at you. I believe you are the engineer, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do you need a hand? I get like a little excited. I'm like, do, what, what do you need? Let me help. I can help. Um, she just sort of um, gestures for you to like proceed. Okay, um, I go with Orion, I'm assuming. Yeah, Orion sort of, um, you follow Orion down into the uh, maintenance deck, so sort of like down in the engine room. Uh, this is where you were before when you were sort of uh, uh, making the ship uh, do those uh, crazy energy surges. Um, you see the antimatter chamber, sort of like the heart of this ship, um, not the heart, your friend, but the uh, <laughs> core of this ship uh, is sort of like vibrating and um, steam is coming off of it. Uh, uh, Cassiopeia is already down here as well and she's like cursing at the thing and she just like throws a wrench at it and it starts like shaking more <laughs> violently. Um, she turns to you. This place is held together by fucking duct tape. I can't, I don't even know what this thing is. Here, let me uh, let me take a look, and I kind of want to uh, investigate it and see where like the cause of the you said like steam was coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like um, this uh, a chamber that's that that's holding this core in. Um, go ahead and roll a um, mechanics tools check. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, it looks like so. Every time this thing makes a jump through one of these Zodiac hubs, like uh, this like jump through space, uh, puts the ship under tremendous amount of stress. And uh, ships that are rated for that kind of travel, like uh, usually require a lot of upkeep to uh, uh, stay in working order. It seems like this thing just has not been maintained well since um, Cassiopeia has lost her crew. And it's just slowly starting to corrode. Uh, pieces are being like knocked out of place by all of the uh, jumps uh, the captain has made. Uh, the thing is, is like repairing this could be very dangerous. If this thing were to leak, it could cause um, a lot of uh, uh, casualties. Mm. I so I like to imagine that like as I'm investigating it, I, I'm digging deeper into it, almost like disappearing into the machine, and I poke out of one side and I'm like completely covered in this like soot yeah. now. And I look at um, Cassiopeia and I say, yeah, we're definitely going to need to get you a crew. I mean, I can kind of mend this and kind of put a bandaid on it. But when we go to the next station, we have to maintain this. I, I, I don't think I can hold on to it the whole trip. Can you get us through a jump? Mm, I could try. Just do what you can. Uh, I'll get up there. Uh, you see she goes up the ladder back up towards the uh, crew deck. Um, you're going to try to repair mm -hmm. this core. I think that would also be either a mechanicals tools check or you can pitch me something else. I am going to pitch you something else. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to pull out one of my capsules again mm -hmm. and I'm going to sit at probably what looks like the most damaged section and instead of touching it, I'm going to press the capsule and cast mending again. Mm -hmm. And again, okay. this is that whole like thing I was talking about where like reversing the velocity of everything back to its original self. Oh, and so the mist, so basically like the mist covers 
the what? What are you guys making that face for? <laughs> <laughs> I only made that face because Robert made that face. <laughs> I was making I the made face that because this is sounding more and more like the plot of Galaxy Quest. But <laughs> fuck, fuck, close down the podcast. Fuck. No, just edit that part out. Nobody needs to know. Nobody. Uh, if they don't, uh, if uh, we uh, don't admit mind. it. Uh, uh, Rain, what do you do? <laughs> uh, beef, pork, chicken. Mm? Um, <laughs> Um, so I, I go to the part that's that's broken. I cover it in I cover it in the mending mist. I analyze it and I try to reverse it using the spell to its original properties, essentially. All right. Um, give me an Arcana check. Cool. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, Rain, you go through to do this. You are using your capsule and trying to repair this uh, core uh, back to working order. And as you do, you like feel yourself mess up mm. and you see this thing rapidly starting to overheat. The alarms start blaring all around you and all of a sudden the entire room is just like flooded in red. And then like a second passes and everything's fine. And the alarm stops. Orion says, way to go, kid. I knew you could do it. And uh, blips out of there. And the uh, core is repaired. I'll roll a perception check. Okay. A 12. Um, let me see if this person's... Uh, you uh, 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 hear someone leave. It, it sounds like, like somebody else was down there in the uh, room with you. Uh, you didn't see anyone, but you do hear someone leave. I, yeah, I, I scramble out of the machine and I try to figure out what happened because that, that that was bizarre. So I'm like sprinting out of the room to see if I can catch up to the person that's leaving from the room. Um, You see, uh, uh, you go back up, you're back like sort of in the crew crew deck. Um, You see uh, Cassiopeia uh, kind of uh, flags you down, says, um, uh, you know, thanks you for, for taking care of that, heads back up to the flight deck. Um, you see, uh, Hestia's room is still open. I think Xandar and, uh, uh, Hart have also, like, sort of poked their heads down to figure out, like, what was all of the, um, the problems. But you don't, um, see the source of whatever happened. I immediately go to Hestia's room again. I see you were able to take care of the situation. I don't think that was me. I Why think... do you say that? Because I, all I did was cast a mending spell on it. Nothing... It, it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, everything just clicked back together, almost as if it had reversed back to its normal state, but not through the mending spell. Mm, perhaps something beyond the limitations of your power occurred. Perhaps Are you sure you, you didn't do, do something with it? You, you didn't, like, come in and, like, futz with what I was working on? I am extremely busy, and if you think I am hauling myself down into the belly of this decrepit ship to fix your mistake, you are very much mistaken. You can roll an inside check. Okay. Mm, that's a 12. Um, You swear you see, like, a hint of a smile creep in like just the corner of Hestia's mouth as she says this. I, I I don't take my eyes off of her. And I say, I pause and I say, if I were to do what I did again, how would I do it? What is that garish thing around your wrist? Well, this, I think you're rather familiar with it. And I unclasp it and I, I give it to her. She sort of starts poking around at um, your, this is your uh, watch focus, right? Mm -hmm. um, she opens up the back and kind of goes through um, like the wiring. And you see like she has like this um, uh, a helmet kind of apparatus that she puts on her head that has like a magnifier. And it's got like a snipper kind of thing on it. And it kind of, she can controls it, it seems, with her mind. And she sort of leans down and you see like she snips a couple of wires and then she like solders some things off and like reattaches it. She does it like really quickly, actually. Give me a perception check. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, a 20, dirty 20. Okay, cool. Yeah, you think you were able to kind of track the adjustments that she made and she closes up the watch and you see it kind of lights up a little differently mm -hmm. and kind of has like a hum to it. I see what you were going for here. It's a bit archaic. And you spent a lot of time making it look like a watch instead of making it functional. 
but I think I've made some improvements. Do you understand what I did? I think so. Then you should have no problem replicating it. She kind of takes like a handkerchief, she puts it over your watch, and then she smashes it with a hammer. Put it back together. I look at her, and I look at the watch, and I'm just kind of like studying it like a puzzle. The watch is broken? Yeah, it's like smashed into pieces, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to flavor this now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll let you us do with that. How about you, Xandar? What are you up to? Xandar, the first thing I think Xandar does is turn his um, syndicate profile to private. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now who teaches you how to do that, Xandar? (laughs) This is like a really emotionally confusing time for Xandar. And... um, Xandar also doesn't really understand what Syndicate really is for. <laughs> so <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is just put my Syndicate profile on private. Okay, cool. Uh, and I want to spend some time doing two things, really. I want to spend some time sort of making the ship, the Voidcraft that mm. I got from Durgan, uh, my own. Okay. So, like, scratching off any serial numbers or, like, uh, different marks that it might have on it or some, like, any sort of, like, trace of registration or anything like that. Um, And sort of just just make it a little more mine since I own it now and I'm... I'm sort of proud of it. And, uh, yeah, I think you're standing in front of this, um, this little void craft and, um, brush sort of, uh, uh, is, is in the, uh, flight, uh, this wouldn't be the flight deck. This is like sort of the, uh, Ooh, in not engine room, there's another the one. Hanger. Thank you. Yeah. Here in the hangar. And you see a uh, brush is like painting a collage. It looks like on the wall of the hangar. Um, oh my God. Not sure what it is yet, but it looks like uh, uh, brush is putting something together. And <laughs> Xandar puts two and two together so hard right here <laughs> that you can almost literally see a light bulb appear above his head. Uh, yeah. I, I want to have brush do up the void craft like one of those classic like 70s vans with like the wizard and the unicorn and like the epic fantasy scape on the side of it just like totally airbrush the shit out of my void craft yes I think I can help you with this would you like the unicorn on the wing or on the side Hey, uh, you go ahead and you take creative license on this one. You're very talented and I trust your judgment. I don't understand creative license. Please explain. Well, you could sort of tap into whatever that force is inside of you that makes you create these things. The the reason why you're compelled to paint all over the place and, and speak with that and sort of manifest what comes out. I see. I had been disregarding this, uh, feeling... Because it was not rational. What force compels you? Oh, goodness. Well, Brush, that's a complicated question. I see. I apologize. That's all right. You don't have to be sorry. And I sort of, like, punch punch Brush in the shoulder a little bit, like a loving nudge. This one is under attack. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that was a joke. Ah, all right. You're coming around. I took creative license with my words. Exactly. You're getting it. I will begin work on your ship. I will make it look badass. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, a brush goes to work airbrushing the <laughs> fuck out of your ship. Sick. You know that Brooklyn Nine-Nine quote that's like, I've had him for a day, but if anything were to happen to him, I'd kill yeah. everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how I feel about this Void Forged. I love Brush. Brush is like becoming Xandar's buddy. God, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing that I want to do is spend some time sort of like disassembling and reassembling my uh, plasma rifle, my arcane rifle. Okay. Because I recently gained the sharpshooter feat. Oh. So this is like my justification of like spending some time like zenning out with my rifle and sort of like gaining this new ability. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You spend some time. Um, do you do this like in your quarters? 
Yeah, I, I think actually on the, the ship, like on the Void Cry, instead of using my quarters or a room or whatever, I think Xandar's mostly been posting up on the Void Craft. Just like it's like a new toy kind of thing. So he's been like sleeping on the cot in the Void Craft and like doing his thing in there. All right. So like the uh, lo-fi study beats image that we're working with is a brush <laughs> sort of like, you know, gently painting your uh, Void Craft as you're inside, just like fiddling with your gun a little bit, switching things up. It's very chill. It's, it's lovely. Excellent. I love um, that. Your buddy Shale is also just sort of like settling in on the ship. Uh, you've just noticed that there are just like rocks kind of popping up all over the place, just like leaving like pebbles and stones like all over. Crystals uh, for energy in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely like crystals, but like some crystals like hanging from the ceiling um, in some areas. Uh, Shale doesn't have like a lot of mechanic sort of experience. So Shale's mostly been like working on kind of making the ship look nicer, like cleaning and, and things like that and just sort of being on hand to be helpful. Cool. I think one of the crystals I'm going to like pick up from wherever Shale left it around, like one of the small ones, and put mm. it on the dashboard of the Voidcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Shale like notices you do that and sort of gives you like a little rock wink. Um, I, th- I think Xander, at the sight of that rock wink, uh, is going to take a minute to try to level with Shale a little bit. Oh, okay. Sort of uh, bro- broach some broach some emotional waters here that Xandar is often very uh, uncomfortable broaching. Dive <laughs> So Xandar's going to approach Shale and Xandar's going to say, uh, hey, you remember how I mentioned that we might need to talk? I was waiting until you were ready to approach me. Thanks. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. I... I'm not very good in these kind of situations, but I want to let you know something because I'm definitely picking up a vibe here and I think we should both acknowledge that. I'm all for acknowledging vibes. But there's something I got to tell you about that I haven't really talked about with many people. In fact, really anybody at all. Yeah, I'm listening. There's... Somebody else. Oh. And and then Xandar will have uh, sort of like a moment of flashback, I guess. This oh, is like okay. outside of the conversation. Let's have like a little bit of a flashback to uh, a, a training session, like a combat session uh, in the Githyank, in the Gith Interplanar Defense Force, where Xandar is partnered uh, with his training partner, and his mm. training partner is clearly like a little more handsome than Xandar is, you know, <laughs> like as far as, you know, handsome for like a leather skinned gift can go. Very, very handsome. Um, and a little leaner, a little bigger, like clearly a little bit more capable in hand to hand combat. Yeah. And so Xandar and this other gift are sort of like locked in this sparring session and they're, sur- they're surrounded by other gift and like their superior officers and everything. And at one point, uh, this other gith sort of winks at Xandar, <laughs> and Xandar sees the wink and does like a sweep the leg and knocks the other gith to the ground. Oh, nice. And um, that's sort of like uh, their arrangement. They've been matched together as training partners, and this other training partner has realized that Xandar isn't as physically capable, but is sort of cutting him some slack to not, like, blow him up in front of all the other gith. I see. So they're kind of throwing the fight a little bit, so they kind of, like, go back and forth, <laughs> letting the other one win to, like, save face a little bit. And then we'll we'll come back from the flashback. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Xandar uh, looks at Shale and says, there's somebody else and I don't know if they're out there mm. but they're in here and he'll point to his his head of course yes uh, Xandar we don't have to do or be anything that you're not ready for if there's somebody out there for you I hope you find them Th- thank you I, I appreciate that and um, I-, I don't necessarily want to Say I'm not keeping my options open. Oh, am I an option? Well, 
And Xandar gets like really embarrassed and flustered. Um, she also sort of points to your head. You think too much, Xandar. Just, um, go with the flow. Um, I'm working on it. If you need anything from me, you know where to find me. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Um, gorgeous. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, a heart. <laughs> what are you up wow. to? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, once Heart has like made sure that like brush is is settled, making their their sweet collage in the yeah. hanger. Yeah. Um, I think that Heart is gonna go find Father Maiden if he's around. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, he spends a lot of time sort of in the um, dining area. Um, doing uh, prayers and, and things like that. Uh, you find him no problem. Um, great. I want to, I will like approach uh, and say, um, do you have a moment to speak? Of course, of course. I had a strange encounter while we were in Castle One and I was hoping perhaps you could help me figure out what exactly it meant. I can do my best, absolutely. Thank you. Um, and then I'll, I will like sit down at the table with him uh and begin to like explain sort of like the chop shop mm. um, and patch and uh, and say like, the Voidforged was convinced they were connected to a source. I see. Do you have any idea what that might mean? I could only theorize from what I know from studying religion. Uh, you said that you also connected with something you didn't understand. Affirmative. A voice seemed to speak from within me. Mm. When we found Brush, they were damaged, and I wanted to help, but I did not know how. And I the see. voice allowed me to help. It lent you some power. Affirmative. That's very interesting. Uh, the, the Zodiac Church only recognizes thesis as a prophet, uh, something that hearkens to the time of Zodiac to come. But whatever you interacted with had real power, and the things that thesis did, uh, no one can deny a miracle when they're looking at one. Affirmative. Uh, I think, perhaps, if there are traces of thesis still out there, there could be an opposite. Often in religion, we think of things as polars. If uh, there's a good, there's an evil, an answer to every side of, of anything. All of the Zodiac, they all have a, a, a negative connotation and a positive connotation. They exist hand in hand. If Thesis was created to be a god, well, who's to say they didn't also create a devil? Hmm. Do you think, then, that what spoke to me was Thesis or something else? What did it make you feel? Well, feelings are difficult to categorize. I do not Indeed. have much experience. I was glad to help, and it seemed to want to let me help, if that computes. And helping is something central to your programming, as I understand it. Affirmative. I'm designed to be helpful. And the voice echoed a similar sentiment. Then it sounds like this voice may be more a part of you than you think. Beyond whatever code operates you, I believe you have a soul just like I do. And whatever that was, that entity, call it thesis, call it whatever you like. Let it take you where it wants to take you. The uh, basis of... Any religion is faith. Do you think if people were to know that a part of Thesis lived inside the Voidforged, they would try to delete us too? People are afraid of what they don't understand, and there's no mystery more enticing than the creation of your race out of thin air. I can't guarantee you that uh, there aren't people that wish you ill, but... It seems you've also surrounded yourself with people that very much care for you. Affirmative. So perhaps you need to find more of your kind and compare notes. Hmm. You know, for a very long time, 
I thought I was alone. I didn't know there were other Voidforged, but I didn't know there were others at all. If you look into the void, it looks like a big, dead thing. Just a floating mass of nothingness. But it's alive. It's teeming with life. And it's all connected like a nervous system. And you and the Void Forged and me and Rain and Xandar, we're all connected. Patch thought they were connected too. They were trying to connect Void Forged as well. Hmm. Then, I suggest you look for that network. That might lead you to some answers. Can you heal? I can. What grants you that power? Faith? <laughs> I know not much of faith. It is not in my programming. But neither, I guess, was friendship. And I think I'm getting better at that. Well, friendship is a kind of faith, too. It's simply wanting... Uh, more than wanting. It's... it's... The feeling that I need to heal this person, and I will heal this person. I liked that feeling. Embrace I would like it. to feel it again, if my friends needed it. I think you will. I think you'll help them a lot. Thank you. That is very kind of you to say. I do enjoy our talks. You know, your friends never speak to me. I think I sort of <laughs> creep them out. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> if it helps... You do not creep me out. <laughs> it helps a lot. <laughs> um, excellent. You all are going to get to the Zodiac Hub. It's the sort of floating spiral out in space. It's uh, surrounded by um, sort of like uh, intergalactic patrol, this um, force of people made up of, from all different systems that work to kind of police areas of space. Um you all strap in to move through the hub. Wait, Jules, yeah. really quick. Mm -hmm. Before we strap in, can I do one really quick last thing? Because I, th I think I figured it out. Absolutely. Okay. So so this whole time while those two scenes are happening, like Rain is just staring at this watch and like, <laughs> and like trying to cast mending on it. And like, it comes back together. It glows for like a second and then craps out basically. Yeah. And so she's like going to the board that I'm assuming is in Hestia's room and is just like doing the math. And, and she finally stops. She looks at Hestia and she says, I think I figured it out. I, I had been looking at all of this four-dimensionally. So basically reversing time, but continuing on the timeline that we're on. But And then she starts dabbling a little bit more on the board. But if we think of it five-dimensionally, and she grabs like a sheet of paper, she says, time, right? Bends the paper, sticks the pencil in, the classic example. So we need enough force to be able to punch a hole through the paper. And so... Then, so then what she does is she casts mending on the watch and then like it glows for a second. And in that second, she realizes like, that's the energy. That's the energy that's needed to punk, puncture through. So she, she smashes on the watch and then uses chronal shift and basically back to before the watch broke. Excellent. Um, Rain, you have started on the path of chronology. Um, you do all of this and Estia sort of narrows her eyes at you. Was that little display for my benefit? Because I hold three doctorates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Were you impressed? No. Was cool? Oh. You've well. been in here all day staring at that watch. I thought this was a project you would take somewhere else. I thought you were, I thought you were <laughs> testing me. I thought this was like a cool, like, bonding thing, like mentorship kind of thing. Do you know how much it costs to go to college? Do you think for free I would sit here and teach you something? Hey, even if you didn't mean to, I point a finger gun at her. You did. <laughs> and I start, I start walking out the door and I, I turn back and I say, hey... Thanks, Teach. I despise you. All right. See you later. 
<laughs> Love her. Big fan. You all walk in for this jump. Um, you uh, feel like this wave, this, the ship itself casts the spell of stasis over you that kind of freezes your bodies in place to protect them from the um, extreme momentum that you're about to gather. Uh, is anybody up on sort of the uh, flight deck with uh, Cassiopeia? You don't have to be. Mm, yeah, I'll be. Fuck it. I would like to be. I think I think this, because like, this probably is like the best view of the gate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Then mm. yeah, I think Hart would, would be up there. Okay. All right, I'll be up there. Yay! Yeah, you're all there. Cool. <laughs> I was wondering if today you would all be in the same room. Uh, <laughs> we all hold hands. See, uh, I haven't seen you guys in forever. You all sit in these chairs. The chairs kind of like bind you in. Uh, This blue light sort of hits you and you feel your body's just like slowing down as if someone uh, cast a um, like a slow spell or a hold person spell on you. Um, You see as that's happening, Cassiopeia uh, puts like a rune into uh, the uh, flight console. And the rune responds. As the rune lights up, so does the Zodiac hub. Uh, uh, go ahead, who, anyone who wants to, roll an Arcana check. Ooh, 24. 14. Okay. Uh, I got a 16. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm so sorry. I got a 16. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> um, Heart and uh, 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 Rain, it looks like this is almost a spell and the components are between the rune that um, Cassiopeia is sort of entering into her console and the structure of the hub, this like cyclopean gigantic structure just floating out in space uh, together. And when they're like kind of near each other and charged with something, uh, sort of this like almost like a plane shift kind of spell activates and the ship kind of goes through and you all feel yourself sort of like stretching as light sort of stretches through time and space and then it all sort of stops and you're floating in another system welcome to the face system everyone um, after all that, Cassiopeia sort of like you, you see the light turns off and you all like slowly are able to start like moving your bodies. Everything's like kind of sore, uh, but you're able to like move around again. Cassiopeia pulls up the uh, center console and kind of pulls up a map of the system. Uh, she points out Olympia, sort of the elven homeworld. Um, she points out uh, Fay Crossing that, uh, space station, that massive space station that Rain is from, and she pulls up a smaller planet called Poseidia. Um, She highlights that, and she highlights a section on Olympia. Uh, She says, these are our two targets. Um, According to the esteemed doctor, her lab is located here, and she zooms in on Olympia to sort of a belt of debris that kind of wraps around the planet. These are the remains of Renegaya. After um, Estia herself blew it up, uh, parts of that moon got locked in orbit, and now they just sort of drift around the planet. She says that she built a base in a piece of this debris. Uh, she didn't give me the exact coordinates because, as you might know, she is a difficult person. But she says when we get closer, she'll tell us how to find it. And our second target, um, she zooms in on the planet Poseida. On this planet, uh, there's not much but uh, water, rock, and ice. Uh, but it is a booming sort of water mining uh, colony. Uh most of the water that is traded through this and other systems comes from this planet. Apparently, according to the church, there is a transmission coming out of Poseida that's been broadcasting on all frequencies for quite some time now, uh, saying some pretty damning things about the Zodiac Church. They want us to find where this transition transmission is uh, coming from on this planet and they want us to shut it down. Any questions so far? Rain is like a little green because this is like the second time that she's jumped through a wormhole in the day. And so like, 
It doesn't feel great. (laughs) She does not feel great. So she's kind of like sweating a little bit and staring just completely pale. And she says, well, I feel like um, after seeing what happened with all of your your tech downstairs, you're going to need a crew and we're going to need funding. So we're going to need to do whatever the church needs us to do first. Unfortunately for Hestia, she might need to wait a little longer. I I say we go to Poseidia. Yeah, Poseidia. Poseidia. Um, you see she like opens up a section of her exosuit and takes out like some pills and like pops one in her hand and like hands it to you. This will help, kid. Thank you. <laughs> what about the two of you? You good with going to Poseidia first? Well, I'd like to hear this broadcast for myself before I censor it. Oh, very well. Orion, can you pull it up? Um, you hear this transmission go on. It sounds like a a strained voice, definitely like going through some sort of processor, kind of repeating the same message over and over. What it boils down to is they're saying that the world is being affected by the readings of the church, that everyone is living their lives based off of these sort of daily readings. And uh, sometimes you can get yearly readings, sometimes you can get like hour-to-hour readings based off of your sign on like how you should behave, the things you should and shouldn't do. And the voice is saying that the church is slowly influencing the entire galaxy by uh, controlling these readings. That They're not coming from any sort of God, they're coming from the church itself to control people. And people need to stop listening. Uh, it kind of just goes on and on like that. Hmm. Interesting. That that kind of rings true with Xandar a little bit. So it's it's very difficult to just. This is like a weird crisis of conscience sort of sure. because Xandar is very like, yeah, I'll go where the money goes. But also at the same time, it's hard for Xandar to accept a contract to shut down free thinking that he agrees with in a sense. Listen, obviously the church wanted to keep this off the books. That's why they're sending us to do it. We're just supposed to go in, identify where the transmission is coming from, and shut it down. And Cassiopeia, would you be just completely screwed if we didn't do this for the church? I mean, I would just have to give up on finding that dragon. Which, honestly, maybe it's time to throw in the towel. No, Cassiopeia. <laughs> you keep chasing that dragon. <laughs> you were Thanks, very close. Oh, what was that, Hart? You were very close to finding the dragon. I know. And I think I can get I think I can get it. I'm just I need the money and I need the crew. I uh, I follow the church's readings just like everybody else, but I'm not like, you know, wrapped up into it. I just saw an opportunity and I took it. So, if you're uncomfortable, I understand you can stay on the ship, but I need to do this. I would like to meet the people behind the transmission if possible. Perhaps I think that will be possible. They have more information. If we just need to shut down the transmission, that doesn't necessarily mean we will have to perform violence. Honestly, I'm hoping it doesn't. But it is always possible that it will. Yeah. Honestly, if y'all want to go for this, I have your backs. But I ain't flipping that switch. It's my job. I'll flip the switch myself if it comes down to it. I just need y'all to help me get there. Yeah, Captain. I mean, if it wasn't for you, we'd still be floating, petering in space. Um, we could have starved to death. And yeah, we'd be dead by now. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, so, you would be dead. Yeah, and you would right. be lonely. Very true. <laughs> but I think, it, as much as I agree with Xandar, I don't. I don't really support the church at all, or or this mission. We need to get you a crew. And we need to fix this ship up. And it seems like the only option that we have right now is to do this job. One last job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to take her down. Tell anyone who's coming planet side to get ready. It's um going to be a wet one. Uh, you see the, uh, uh, the star course there yeah. sort of like, you know, just course. And yes, the last thing she said was, it's going to be a wet one <laughs> and start zooming off. Heart uh, will, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, go, go. Uh, Hart will turn to, to Xandar and to Rain, uh, and will say, 
Apologies. I would like to let you know that I do not plan on letting you die while I am around. Same. I, I'll decide in the moment. Xandar <laughs> punches Rand in the shoulder. <laughs> Ow, okay, okay, I'll protect you too. Ow. <laughs> You're so strong. Excellent. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see the, the ship uh, starts adjusting course for Poseidia. And um, that is where we're going to hit the pause button. Next time we will pop up on the blue planet of Poseidia. Splash. Splash. <laughs> I hope everybody brings their rain boots. <laughs> Every boot's a rain boot for rain. <laughs> oh, these are my boots. Ain't that the truth? Um, thanks for playing, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> on our spicy chicken day. Anytime. <laughs> um, Bianca. Yes. Uh, when it rains, um, we need to make sure that our uh, friends know where to come in from the cold. Uh, uh, where can they find us? Um, you can find us uh, on social media. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Reddit at the Pod Has Been Cast, and you can tweet at us at the PHB Cast. And uh, Carlos, who can we thank for the special shipment of umbrellas we got in? We can thank uh, Matthew Munoz for his special musical umbrellas. Mm. Uh, we could thank uh, Thomas Boeing. We could thank Jerrica Hookie and Billy Walsh for their really beautifully uh, artistic umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, uh, Nico Fernandez for the umbrellas he made for us with all of our faces on them. <laughs> Screen printed on on all of them, yeah. and and oh one let one I don't know if this is necessarily a thank you, but for you folks that have been with us all the way until this episode, thank you so much for for sticking with us. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks, and Mom. if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends and yeah. and and get them in on this goodness. Yeah, be a friend, this. tell a friend. Be a friend, tell yeah. a friend. Be Aww. a friend, tell an enemy. If you hear a podcast, <laughs> say a podcast. Um, there's only one place I want to be on a rainy day, and that's <laughs> Robert's Corner. Uh, uh, it's been a pretty boring corner in the life of Robert lately. Um, <laughs> well, we have company, so punch it up. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Uh, I've been, uh, y'all know I'm super snacky. I get real snacky. I eat a lot of snacks. It's like my crux, my, my weakness. I eat yeah. too many snacks. Uh, lately I've been substituting my snacks for these little packets of nut butters. Excuse me. First of all, for the onion, uninitiated, <laughs> for the onion initiated, for the onion. Um, there is more than just peanut butter out there. Like peanut makes a good butter, but there are other nut butters. So if you haven't fucked around with almond butter or like uh, sunflower butter, sunflower or butter, like, what? I wish I could let out the smallest scream. That one's. <laughs> Check it out. They're these little packets. Uh, you like squish them around, which is really satisfying beforehand. Like you gotta like knead them to make them like edible, you know. So you like squish them around in their little packet, and then okay. you like suck the little nut butter out of the little package. Stop it! Stop it! I'm gonna have fucking Robert's Corner condemned if you talk about sucking nut. Unsolicited advice: suck that nut butter. <laughs> And Justin's, um, if you were listening, we you. would love a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, nut butter, please. We'll continue to say nut jokes. Um, get out of our, our house. Get out of here. <laughs> I, of I don't want house. you in here anymore. This is my house. Get out. <laughs> Thanks That's for coming. This podcast. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>